You're listening to The Pedestal from Mike on Much. Presented by Much Studios. Welcome to The Pedestal. I am Mike Veerman. Uh, We're here with Shane Cunningham, who joins me on the Mike and Much podcast, obviously. We are also joined by Mensa member and very tall friend, Jonathan Popolis, uh, award-winning director, as you know, if you listen to this podcast. But today is special, guys. This is the season finale, and uh, we are joined by a special guest here in the studio. Uh, it's my pleasure to introduce Chloe Wilde. He talks Chloe Wilde. Aw. Am I the first girl? You're the first. Oh, yeah, yeah, you are. Am I the first female? Yeah. You are on the pedestal, yeah. yeah Never you forget are. your first. You're, you're only our second guest. We had a uh, director and writer Matt Unsworth in here from LA when he was in town. Yeah, that's the only other time we've done a four-man podcast. Well, I guess four-person wow. podcast at this point. But uh, director and writer. Now you've got me, just someone who likes to eat popcorn and go to the theater. No, you're famous. <laughs> you're on TV. Chloe's also fellow podcaster as well. You just I launched your just, own podcast. I just launched a podcast, and your setup is way fancier than mine. But I appreciate I, this. Is goals? What the do you setup, do? Um, I've got a little microphone that I put on top of a cardboard box and hope that the audio sounds good. <laughs> plug it. Plug plug the pod. Oh, yeah. I'm not used to this. Yeah. yeah so a new podcast. It's called Healthy is Hot. And it's where I have just raw, candid conversations with people in the industry or not in the fitness industry about their journey to health. What about people that aren't healthy that maybe just drink oh, yeah, way wanna, too many beers? And I want to talk to them. Okay. I'm someone who really likes tequila. So the healthiest hot life is not one without <laughs> drinking and eating nachos. Tequila is healthy, isn't it? It's one of the more healthier. That's what I tell for, myself. It's an upper. Water. There's no sugar. You have it with soda water. It's like you're hydrating at the same time. <laughs> Just getting healthier and healthier with every shot. <laughs> so today, should we get right into this thing? I mean, this is people are listening for the movies. So Hell yeah. This is a big one. I feel like this is obviously one of the, the, the biggest movies of all time. Today we are doing Titanic. A little bit of context. This film came out in 1997. It was, of course, the number one highest grossing film of that year. Oh, yeah. And what we like to do on this podcast, Chloe, is we like to run down uh, the top five grossing films. And I, I let the guys guess. So I know this, but you might not know. So it was 1997. And so we like to let the listeners know uh, what was popular at that time to give it a little context. So number five. Do you guys want me to give you five? To give it, 97. Give it sure, give me five. Air Force One. Get, Get off, off my, my plane. plane. Yeah. <laughs> Harrison Ford. I love that one. Yeah. 1997. Toy Story? No. Shit. Well, Bugs no. Life? No. No. Payback? <laughs> Payback. Give me Gibson. back my son. <laughs> all the give me back. Yeah. <laughs> um, how about I give you guys number four? Yeah. Sure. Lost World Jurassic Park. Man. Is there a Disney movie on there? Number two, it was Men in Black. Oh. oh yes. God. I love that movie. So, I saw that movie with my mom in theaters. I had theaters. that one on VHS. You know what? I realized I missed one. There is a missing movie on here. <laughs> Which one? Third highest, or sorry, the fourth highest grossing film of 1997. Toy Story. Nope. Fourth. Oh, wait. I said Toy Story before. It is a Jim, uh, it's a Jim Carrey again. movie. Oh, oh. The Grinch. Liar, liar. Nailed it. Liar, liar. Johnny's got it. Yeah. So for context, what was popular in 1997? Give well, me back my truth. <laughs> Titanic, Men in Black, Lost World, Jurassic Park, Liar, Liar, and Air Force One. Um, yeah, but obviously the most popular movie of that time was Titanic. It's one of the highest grossing films of all time. Um, <laughs> it made, anyone want to guess what it made? I mean, you're never- $1.2 billion. I feel like I that remember that number. With, like all, basically what it grossed all time, I guess, up to this point. Two. But. $1.87 billion. Can you tell what? I work in entertainment? No. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fact. <laughs> she nailed it. Oh, you looked it up before no, you came. No, 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 no. Can I tell you? Because Avengers Endgame has been killing uh, it at the box uh, office. Uh, of course. So it's uh. been huge entertainment news because Titanic 
has been up there with Avatar for so many years. Of course. End of Ventures mm. Endgame dethroned Titanic and it knocked it down to third even with place? Yeah, even I with love that you got it right to the 1.87. Like you actually screwed me up there. Man. Like I was like, Man. I remember That's someone the who works in entertainment. Useless facts. My number? guess was 2 billion, by the way. Well, I know it, is, it lost its thunder, but... <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Should I leave? No, no, no it's stay. good. It's just usually I win these. So. <laughs> um, I'm horrible. Oh, and I'm good at guessing the the budget. Maybe, this is maybe a very Chloe fam- should go this first. This is a very famous budget, though. Oh, is it? It is. Okay, because I had no 250 idea. million. I was going to say 350 million. What is it, Chloe? 100 million U.S. 200 million. What? Ooh. So I was closest. Yeah. No. So but I went over. You went over. But the reason <laughs> this is so... like the, I remember this budget is because... Uh, Earlier, like I think 94, I can't remember, Kevin Costner made a film called Waterworld. That was a $200 million budget. It was the first $200 million film. And everybody was like, it didn't do well. And that's kind of the sign if you've gone over budget, it's going to be a disaster. So I don't know if you guys remember, but when Titanic was being made, James Cameron like went way over time, way over budget. And they're like, wow, this thing's ballooned to 200 million. It's going to be a disaster. All the stories coming from set is he's lost his mind and it's going to be crazy. And then it ended up being obviously this insanely uh, large triumph for him. Um, so Chloe on this podcast, what we like to do, and it's funny cause our listeners, this is our season finale, but Chloe's a new one. Have you listened to any of these? Leading yes, up to I this? have. Oh, really? Mm. Dumb and Dumber. Okay. And Ghost. Oh, the Ghost episode. Yeah. You said I, you listen to Garden State as well. Oh yeah. You listen to Garden State too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, did you agree or disagree with our, our Yeah, you Garden guys State. ruined Garden State for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I thought that was one of my favorite movies, but I haven't rewatched I think it that in movie a very long yeah. time. <laughs> now I won't be able to watch it the same again. A lot, you're not the first person that said we ruined that movie for you. And I feel bad that we've ruined the Garden State experience for and people. And I love Natalie. But I now, anytime I think of her in that movie, I'm annoyed. Blah, 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 blah. Enough, enough. Um, so we go through this thing and we basically like to talk about what we first thought when we saw this film. So like we contextualize sort of like we were all, you know, preteens, teenagers, whatever we were when this came out in 97. Um, we talk about what was our experience like with it the first time around before the rewatch. So because you're the guest, we'll start with you. What was your relationship like with Titanic? So I was, I was a little one. I was nine. Nine? I was nine years old. And I remember vividly going to the theater with my mom to see this big movie. Got a big old popcorn. It was a nice treat. We never went to the movies. And all I remember is the sex scene. As a nine-year-old kid next to your mom, and there's two people going at it in a car, and things are steamy, and then Leo's shaking after, and people are sweaty. <laughs> it was traumatizing. Do yeah. nine-year-olds know that that is sex? Like, yes. did you you knew that was sex? I knew okay. they were doing something. Right. Yeah. I mean, you didn't there see. boobies, and then the well, they, they, no, they, they, they cover her boobies for that sex scene. Yeah, she's not new to the sex scene, but before when he right. paints her like a French girl. Oh, I know there's yeah. boobies there, but yeah. for the sex, there is no boobies. No, I think I think I knew. <laughs> He's memorized the. Uh, sex He's taken notes. Yeah. Is that a thing you guys do on the podcast too? When did we see boobies? Um, no, I remember feeling very awkward and just trying to sink down into my chair and just shoveling popcorn down my gullet because I was like, this feels very weird with my mom right next to me. Was totally. that your first like seeing a sexual thing on a movie before? It's. It has stuck in it's my stuck mind, in, yeah. so I think so. And then Titanic also has ruined the idea of going on cruises. I don't think I, I yeah. have been petrified, terrified of the idea of being stuck on a boat. And I think it's because of Titanic. If you were watching a sex scene at home, and uh, would your mom have fast-forwarded through that scene? No, I was raised in a very liberal household. Oh, okay. So she yeah. brought you because something she that knew happens. there was a sex scene. <laughs> we don't need to shield her. Oh, no. My mom plays it at half speed. She brought me to uh, Lilith Fair when I was probably around that same age. So we was just, she was kind of like, oh, let's see the world. Is that very crazy, Lilith Well, Fair? it was a lot of women being free with themselves. And I think oh, I was right. probably around that same age. So, I mean, I wasn't very shocked, but it was, it's still, I mean, mm-hmm. if I see a sex scene now and my mom's next to me as an adult, I find yeah. it awkward. As a child, 
first time seeing that happen. You get that weird queasy oh, feeling. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm like that like, with my dad. With my mom, I'm cool, but yeah. Yeah. Like when you see your dad having sex? Sam, <laughs> <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> You're making it weird, dad. But above and beyond the, the sex scene, I think that movie is what instigated me being a hopeless romantic. Like ah. that movie just, I think there's a lot of young women who would probably oh, say the same yeah. thing. I yeah. mean, I was, I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. I went into life thinking that that's how all first kisses should be. Mm-hmm. Top of boat, the sun setting. Dumb question, but uh, do you have a crush on Leo? Or did you? All right. Moment of truth. Somebody's life's about to change. I did at the time. Right. Now oh, as an adult. Didn't? Yeah, I, know. I mean, look at his Come face. On. He's got the, the cutest little baby face. <laughs> he was face. perfect. He looked perfect oh, in this film. He's yeah. the best looking face. guy in the world at this moment in time, I think, in when Titanic film. was filmed. Yeah. yeah. It made him a superstar. I mean, yeah. he was obviously sort of like a, a minor teen beat character guy from Growing Pains. And then he, I mean, I remember the, the Man in the Iron Mask came out kind of after this. And it was a film that I think they'd shot either before, but it was just like, he was such, a, this kind of made him like a beetle in a lot of ways, this film. Whereas before he was just another really good looking Hollywood. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. How about you, Mikey? Uh, yeah. So I was in, I don't know, maybe I was in grade nine. I can't remember, but I do know my high school, uh, we had this, uh, communications teacher named Mr. Connor and he ended up, uh, buying out, like he basically brought the school, like our class three different times to see this film because one, he thought it was the most amazing, like tech, you know, technical achievement in filmmaking, but two, it was historical. So you could kind of get away with the school uh-huh. thing. So we actually had, like, I went and saw it with my friends and then I went and saw it like with my school. And then I went and saw it with my girlfriend. So I saw it three times Damn. within like that first two weeks. Um, and I, yeah, I loved this movie. Like I thought it was amazing. Uh, I cried at the end every time at that age. Like I was just like, it was so emotionally sort of like wrecking and it, it made me a romantic in a lot of ways because you really get swept up in that, that um, the, the love affair between obviously uh, Kate Winslet and Leo DiCaprio. So like my first relation with it was I saw it a ton. I thought it was amazing, exhilarating, and it made me feel like everything. And I wa- it was one of those movies I wanted people to see because it moved me so much. So I, I, I got swept up. Swept I love that you went on a date to go see Titanic. I know. You saw it once, you saw it twice, and you thought to yourself, this would make a great date night. And it's over some. three hours. Yeah. You can hold hands, you can cuddle. <laughs> and I've seen it twice, so you can maybe kiss a little bit. Uh-huh. I don't need to see every scene. And it's like, she can't go home with Leo, but I'm here. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I ain't the worst you ever seen. So it was like, it was great. It was great. I'm plan B, baby. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not a bad plan B. Uh, when I saw it, so I saw it in theaters as well in high school. And I, I it was actually one of the worst theater going experiences ever. And I remember it so vividly because the movie was such a big deal. So I'm like 14 or 15. I can't remember exactly how old. And I'm sitting here and right behind me were like two like 17-year-old boys who just would not shut the fuck up the entire movie. Like they were just like ripping into it, but not like funny ripping into it. They were just like, oh, oh, the boat's going to sink. Oh, like the kind of stupid yeah. crap that like 17-year-old do. And they and we turned around. I don't even remember who I saw it with, but I kept shushing and everything. And I just have this vivid memory of just like the entire, like I can't, I couldn't enjoy one second of it because no, the entire time. So yeah, my this, this was a the worst first time seeing a movie like this like ever. Man, I've never horrible. seen you this fired up. That, that really, was mad. I'm so mad. <laughs> those guys got those guys. You, if those guys are listening to this podcast Comment now. so I can find and Find you and kick your asses. That's all I'm saying. I hope they've evolved. You know, they're in a movie right now doing the same thing as like 35. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Like, um, okay. So that's a traumatizing experience. Yeah. It was bad awful. movie etiquette. Real bad. Yeah. I had a bad one too, in the sense that um, <laughs> some nerd in front of you was trying to watch the movie and he's telling you to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was, um, oh, sorry, John. I was in grade, I was in grade nine and, um, I was very shy in grade nine and I still am now, but a couple girls, 
liked me, but I would never, ever talk to a girl. Like I, I didn't talk to a girl till I was like 18, but I didn't, my friend is like, listen, we're going to go to Titanic. These, this girl who likes you is going to be there and you're going to talk to her. And I was like, uh, okay, I'll agree to it. And then I was trying to build up the courage to talk to them. But since I had done seven months where I did not talk to the girl at all, by the time we, we actually went on the date or whatever it was, the setup, she hated me. She just thought I was like a rude person. So my friend Tim sat beside the, the there was two girls. It was kind of like a double date. And the girls made me sit behind them, oh, no. a row behind them. <laughs> oh, the t- and it was like a humiliating, like weird bullying experience. Oh, wow. And I didn't know what to do. So I just sat the whole movie furious. And then after the movie, I was like, I fucking hate this movie. It's three and a half hours long. This movie sucks. It's one of the worst experiences of my life. And then for the rest of my life, I always had like that kind of thing. Like, you know, people think they're very cool for not liking Game of Thrones or like, I don't have Facebook. And they'll you like, do the anti-populist the George, the George thing. Exactly. Yeah. Example. So I was like, I know, I know Titanic's supposed to be a good movie, but I don't like it. That's been was, your position for years. Right. Because I had this emotional attachment to it, of course. Yeah. I really hated that part of the movie where my best friend broke my heart. <laughs> <laughs> What's, uh, what happened with the girl? Uh, she follows me on Instagram now. Her name's, oh. her name's Veronica. Oh. She's, uh, she's in a relationship. With Tim? <laughs> um, and I think she likes me now. Yeah. Not in that way. But. That's literally like the lyrics of the song. <laughs> I like me now. Uh, so they, I mean, I'm so sad. I feel like three out of four of us have had kind of a weird experience. Although you loved it, Chloe. Mm-hmm. It was weird for nine-year-old Chloe to see a sex scene. You two had like terrible theater experiences. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Mikey got laid. No. <laughs> if you're nine, I would have been in 11. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I have to think back. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was a uh, yeah, it was a good time. So we have now all watched the movie again. I presume. Did you watch it, Chloe? Yes, last I week? did. Okay, Shaney. Yeah, you at five a.m. I watched I it uh, at five a.m. in the bath. Did I you really? Film, yeah. That is a very unique movie watching experience. Yeah. yeah Were you trying to do uh, like recreate the experience? <laughs> you wanted to water. The, yeah. So at the end, it's cold. I'm in the cold water in the bathroom. <laughs> I'll never look. Yeah. He <laughs> drifts into the water down like Jack. It was just the only time I could find the time to watch Were it. Were you in the bath the entire three and a half hours? Yeah. How much of a raisin were you? Good well, question. The truth is, I split it up with two 5 a.m. Oh, viewings. Okay. Mm. And uh, every time the bath gets cold with my foot, I will empty water and then refill it up. You're so. bougie. Yeah. I just like the control you have over your feet. They're I'm like amazing. Feet. <laughs> like, His eyes never left the It's pretty easy to do. It's just <laughs> yeah. getting your leg and putting the hot water yeah. on it. Um, okay. So uh, we're going to start with the reasons to keep this on the pedestal. What did we like? What was the best scene? What was the best performance? So let's get into the, the, the virtues of the films, the things that still worked now. Uh, I mean, what, more than 20, 22 years later? Am I right about Let's that? Start. Yeah. Chloe, why don't you start? Me. The guest. Oh my gosh, the pressure. What did I like? I mean, I sobbed like a baby. Like this movie still hit home to me. Like it really made me feel the feels. There were definitely things that I was annoyed about throughout watching it. But I have to say my favorite character is definitely Kathy Bates. Oh, the unsickable Molly Brown. She's such a queen in this. She's just the most refreshing part of this movie. Because she's us in this movie, She's us, 100%. When she's in that boat and she's like, what's wrong with you people? I don't understand a one of you. What's the matter with you? It's your men out there. There's plenty of room for more. Oh, where she's like, come on, girls, grab an oar. And everyone yeah. looks at her like she's nuts. And I'm like, yes, Molly, yes, Molly, stand up for her. Like she, above and beyond everything else, was rewatching it now as an adult, was the standout to me. I was like, Kathy Bates is 
refreshing. She's modern in a movie that was made over 20 years ago. Yeah. And she's just this like little hot sauce in the movie that I just couldn't get enough of. I wanted more Molly. The small parts of people playing the real people, especially Victor Garber, I thought was amazing. Yeah, I, thought, that, really I thought the cat, the guy who played the captain, mm. everyone who played like real people, they really, really, really stood out. Like Victor Garber, like the 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 way the the way that he he's conveyed, the guy the character that built the boat, the builder, the builder yeah. of he's the boat. He's Canadian is, actor too, isn't that's he? Right, yeah. he's the godfather of Jennifer Gardner's and Ben Affleck's children, or first daughter. Everyone knows that, do they? <laughs> no, I don't know. You knew that, right? <laughs> of course, course not. She knew Titanic made one point eight seven billion. Yeah. She's gonna know that he's the godfather. Um, but yeah, just the look that the, the they they uh, the captain and, and and the builder especially they really sell that the idea of like oh my god like a bomb has just gone off. And we're just waiting to all die now. Like, like, like they, they, they alone basically sell me that doom is coming. Well, here's the thing. This, the, the thing that's genius about this film from the very start is we all know going into it that the boat's going to sink. So oh, it's there, brilliant. there's a certain amount of tension that's just there no matter what. And the inevitability of it is going to happen no matter what people are trying to do. So it's kind of like there's literally tension for the whole back half of the film. It's basically an action film in the last half where you go like, I, no matter what they do, we know what happens and we know that most of them aren't going to survive. So there's just sort of like, like, cause anytime you watch a film, especially something where there's like an action sequence going down, you're like, oh, well the hero is going to survive or, you know, it's going to, the boat will be rescued or we know the, what's the one that, uh, the, the one that came, the Britannica or what's the, the, Ooh. the uh, savior boat. Yeah. It's got a cap, famous name. Cap, something cap. Capelan, cap. Yeah, we're no historians. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> you would said your, it out loud when I looked at it too. I'm like, oh right, yeah, the, yeah, the the Cappadocians. I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> Someone will tweet at us. Uh, the but anyway, you would think they're going to be saved, but this film doesn't have that. Um, but from a nostalgia standpoint, I don't. I don't know how many. I know you haven't probably seen this, Shane, since the theaters. But I've seen it so many times. Like I had the VHS, like the double tape. Double VHS. tape. I have the same one. Um, so I immediately like the opening and I watched it with headphones, which was actually kind of cool because I heard a lot of stuff that I didn't hear in all the other viewings, but like the opening sort of like notes of that Celine Dion song, my heart will go on. Mm -hmm. And then like the, 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 the font and the title, I just felt nostalgic right away. Like I felt like, Oh, like I've been here before. And even though I haven't watched this film in like a decade, it was like, it all kind of came rushing back. Well, the music, video. that's something I have on one of my major notes is one of, if not the greatest soundtrack like ever James Horner. It's amazing. It is. But my God, does he lean into it? It literally Why comes not, up oh, every four minutes. Well, there's I only one song in the movie, right? That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah the like that's, whistle. that's I the score. I, I loved it. I'm with Pops. Every time, it's one of those songs that just doesn't get old, though. Yeah. yeah. When I when I was in the tenth grade, I had a, a keyboarding class. Do you ever have a keyboarding class? Where you have to learn how to type, and they teach you how to type fast. A computer class. Computer, whatever. Yeah, it was yeah. just, all it was was a little mounted. Well, I was thinking class. musical keyboards because like, no, no, you like transition from a song just to watching Stevie no, no. Wonder videos. <laughs> it's, just, it's like it's like a video game where if you hit like A B D, the thing goes faster. Anyway, well, I know that game. Too. I had a I had a CD man. And at the time, I had a CD man. It's called a discman. <laughs> I don't know. Sure, it sounds like you have a person that changes your CDs had for you. A CD you. man. Can somebody get the CD Bob. man? His name is Bob. Yeah, Bobby. What I'm trying to Celine say is, Celine again, I, please. I, my heart will go on. I listened to that soundtrack basically on a loop. Because you said it never gets old. Like it never, ever, ever gets old. Well, within reason, that might. Get I loved old. it. I, I could, I could listen to it. Like it's, it's like I think it's like pump up music now. Like it really actually gets old, man. Oh, Friday I love night, it. Yes. John's getting ready. Think about even that the the Kawhi I'm just Leonard going to the gym, babe. Need your Celine. The Kawhi Leonard shot. Did you not notice how awesome it was? Like immediately on the internet, someone set the Titanic theme to that shot because it works so perfectly. I it didn't really know that. does get you those goosebumps. It's emotional. Yeah. It is. I was uh, raised in a French Canadian household, so Celine Dion was and still is a queen at my house. And we were living in the States at the time. 
And my, oh my, mom was blasting Celine nonstop after that movie. And anytime I hear that song, I just think of Titanic and I'm not annoyed by it. And I'm someone who gets very bored of things real quick. But this movie, that song is one of those things that I think will be good forever. Yeah, it really is. And it's it really just like, it's so... um identifiable. It's so uh, it, like, it's just like, you know, that song, it doesn't sound like any other song. You know what I mean? It's so yep. unique. In the a, song in was made way. in secret. Like he was adamant that there was going to be no songs at all in the movie. And they sort of like, as an aside, like work with Sun Leon and made this song with, but he wasn't wrong because there is only one song. There's only the one song. Yeah. <laughs> I have that in my notes. It is a bold choice in a three and a half hour movie to have the only real music be like the notes score. of that music. Like yeah. that, the score is that song. The penny whistle is that what penny it is? Penny whistle. It's the yeah, and I think they they introduce a song during the the first kiss scene, right? The when she's at the the top of the. No, pool. it's in the very opening on the title credits. Oh, you I hear like that. I didn't even notice that little whistle. Yeah, wow, yeah, subtle, oh, subtle. Yeah, very subtle, very subtle throughout. Um, that opening, though, I want to say that I also I, 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 every time I watch this movie, I forget how long it takes before you're actually on the boat. And like you were saying about how great it is, like that, like that one scene where the guy's like explaining with the CGI thing of how like, okay, here's what happened. We're talking 20, 30,000 tons, okay? And the hole's not designed to deal with that pressure. So what happens? She splits right down to the keel. The modern day stuff. The modern day like stuff. As, as like a film framing construct, I actually forgot that about the Bill Paxton stuff. I always, I sometimes forget. Yeah, I, always, I, I thought it was gonna uh, be unnecessary. That, yeah, I thought that was going to be too. a huge criticism. Like, just get to the effing movie and let's forget the first 25 minutes. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was great. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. And, like, to John's point, when uh, John or Bill Paxton's sort of right-hand man is explaining how the boat sunk, we see, like, this computer rendering of it. So then when it's happening, it's like we took yeah. a little, like, lesson in how the boat broke and then how the, the top had to go down or whatever. It's just like, man, he's put a lot of thought into the construct of this film, and it holds up in so many ways. It just gets ahead of the obvious jokes of the people who'd be like, oh, what's going to happen in the movie? The boat's going to sink? Oh, I spoiled the yeah. ending. And it's like, it, it, like, the movie knows it already. I thought they did a good job, too, of, like, really framing Bill Paxton's character as, like, a, you know, like, he would sort of, like, facetiously be, like, like, he cared about the history of the Titanic, but really he just wants to get the Hope Diamond or whatever. But then obviously- Heart of the Ocean. The Heart of the Ocean, sorry. And then as the film goes on, he's now invested in sort of, I never really knew what the Titanic was. And sometimes I think James Cameron gets really ham-fisted with his characters and his characterizations. But sometimes. Well, I mean, that's kind of his <laughs> MO. But I think Bill Paxton, I thought it really worked. Like, you know what I mean? Like with his like, hey boss, like we're about to get the loot, you know? And then it slowly, he kind of like changes throughout the film as he listens to Rose's story. So he wrote this film for sure? James Cameron, yeah. This oh. was like a complete- James, this, this, was one of the first, this is one of the first, I think, if not the first movie to win best- picture that was written produced and directed solely by one person like he it was ostensibly his movie so when we talk about auteurs and things like that this this was a 100 james cameron vision hmm, wow and he was like pardon that's a huge accomplishment huge and he's like he's I've, we talked about this in the terminator one he's insane like he's he's a he's a crazy person who only made this movie because he was so obsessed with the titanic that he wanted to just make a movie about the titanic and yeah, he's. I have, I have James Cam just James Cameron as as one of my things and a good thing because like uh, uh, he is such a master storyteller. There are times when like there isn't even really plot happening. There's just like events happening, and I'm just I'm just so engaged. Like I'm so, there's points where I'm like I, I just didn't write notes for like. 
25 minutes because because especially once once that iceberg should have paid more attention in keyboard class. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how to use the. Anyway. No, just once that iceberg hits and and and, and the, the movie kicks into like high gear, like it is one of the most thrilling things like I've ever seen. Well, once it hits the iceberg, you, we basically still have an entire movie to watch. I know, absolutely. Like because he lets the the love story, the characters kind of develop throughout the first 90 minutes, and then there's still another. 90 plus minutes when the ship is going down. But the love story is so good. I was almost almost disappointed when they got into iceberg time. I was like, Uh, I was really enjoying this whole like uh, romance. And they fell in love so quick. We didn't get to see the love story unfold. I know. I know. He does. He does such. It's taking like old tropes and redoing them in this new way. But they always like he does it with Avatar. He does it with almost all his movies, like taking these old things. But he just does it so perfectly. You just get sucked in. Like it's impossible not to love these people. And to me, it felt real. Like the love story. I know it happened quick, Mm -hmm. but that's kind of how things Mm -hmm. work. And they were in that. What's it called? Limerous or whatever. When you're in that first phase of. Love I've never heard insane. that word, but sure. Limerous. Yeah. Or okay. did you think that came across too quick? The, no, they, I loved I loved. Yeah, it love felt story. like legit to me. It felt so, the, the idea of, I, I love how the, they didn't just fall in love immediately. It was like these two people found each other like attractive. Well, and and, but, but it was an extreme scenario yeah. that kind of broke it, through like yeah. him saving her life or whatever she was actually going to do out there. Yeah. She was about to jump off. You think she was really going to do it or she was a little bit of an attention seeker? <laughs> There was, oh, I mean, I have my issues with Rose. But in that moment, there was no one except Jack present. But, but, so she said, went on but the Leo's other pretty side. smart, and he's like, you weren't going to jump. And I feel like Leo, like, knows everything. Because he seemed to be an expert on seemingly everything in this film. <laughs> yeah, mean, there were times when it's like, we need to get here because the boat's going to, I was like, did yeah. you see that computer? He's like, all right, start? hold your breath for 10 <laughs> seconds. Then you exhale. Then you're going to drop like a rock. Don't worry, I got you. <laughs> it's like, the suck is going to happen. You yeah. have to hold my hand and start kicking for the top. I'm like, this is like 1912. Uh, How does he know this shit? Yeah. <laughs> Took some time in the navies. How do you think I got to Paris, babe? Yeah. Wild. Anyway, yeah, he did know that, which mm-hmm. is crazy. The know-all Jack. Seriously. <laughs> no, the know-it-all Jack. Um, and we can talk about the special effects also. Special effects like, were ahead of their time. Amazing. They still Could you a, do that today? That it was like that was like $150 million of that $200 million budget. Of course. Yeah. Like, that was amazing. You could. I, I agree. I don't think you could do it today because I think a studio would insist that it's... That It'd be too Jack computery. And, Jack and today. Rose in front of a, of a green screen, and we'll figure this all out later, and we'll build it in a computer. But like, so the idea of letting someone spend 150 million dollars meticulously recreating the Titanic, it, the, the scale is. But a lot it, of that was computer, was it not? It, the, it's, it's, it's they what he built half does. a boat. His I mix, think. yeah, or, or the the end of the boat, the boat, the piece that went up was real. Right. Yeah. Does any wow. director use CGI and practical effects together better than James Cameron? No. Always, like he does, like to terminate even Avatar again. Like the idea of of using these effects to pull you in and make it feel real rather than just be spectacle. Like he, it's the I think I agree. Special effects are amazing in this movie. See, as a as a moviegoer, I was watching it, and there was just a couple of times where I was like, oh CGI, oh special effects. Yeah. But most of the time, I was there. I was in it. Like yeah. he did a really really good job because I didn't notice the special. What effects. was the biggest was- CGI moment you think? Oh, there was a weird one. Oh, okay. The one that kind of threw me off, and we're still in the good bits, was when people, the ship was sinking, the tail was coming up, and people were jumping off. The guy hits it. And the guy hits it, and I was yeah. like, I don't know if that was necessary. The spin on the propeller. Yeah, like it just was a bit too, it took me out of the movie, and I was like, oh, okay. That, there's a shot where um, he kind of starts at the front of the boat. I, this might have been after the kiss. I, no, 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 no. I think it's at the start of the movie, and he comes up, and he comes through like the smoke and the stacks. It's like one really long, like sort of tracking shot, like that would, you know, to, if there was a real boat, he, you would have to do it with like a drone or whatever. That one felt very like it, 
to me, it felt like it was constructed in a computer, just like the, the way the camera moved and the way right. the boat was revealed as it sort of went across. Yeah. But for, for the most part, I thought it, it was pretty seamless. Um, I thought another great uh, performance in the film and character in a lot of ways was Rose's mom. She, that's I have her down to. Yeah. So, I totally uh, agree. Very like dislikable character, obviously. But I think when you dislike someone that that much, it's usually a really good job by the actor to, to do that. But I also, and this is sort of an attestment to the writing and the character development, when she explained their situation that they were in fact broke and that's why she had to marry the Billy Zane character or the daughter had to or else their life is essentially fucked and it's like, do you want to see me as a seamstress? I, I was like, I buy this. Like, I yeah. do think this it's is like, like oh, sh she's just lazy and wants money. Yes. Yeah. Well, she's she's, <laughs> she's, she's been rich her I whole life. I can't work. She's yeah. been rich her whole life, I bet. Or, and then she married the husband. No, I agree. You know yeah, I was I mean? just joking. Yeah, no, yeah. no, exactly. How dare I? But I was like, I was like, I, I buy this. Like, I buy why she would be so cold to her daughter in some ways because it's like, Everything well, you get about, used to a lifestyle that just have it ripped away totally. from you. And, and she uses feminism as a weapon against her daughter. She has the line that I wrote down where she goes, Of course it's unfair. We're women. Our choices are never easy. Our choices are never easy. As if to like guilt her and to be like, choices are never easy. You must now. I, so that makes it okay for me to sell you. Well, you know what that makes me think? No, no, because here's the thing. I bet you that character was in an unhappy marriage that sure. she was sold into. And she's like, I didn't get to make choices 25 years ago. So like now, if this happens with every generation where it's like, you don't realize how easy you have it. You know, the sacrifices I made. I thought it sort of very subtly without being very heavy handed, uh, like touched on that. Like I'm like, I was trying to get into the mind of like, why is this mother so cold and essentially fucking evil to her daughter and i'm like oh probably because she had a shitty marriage obviously the father i think killed himself and i hated her i really did not like her and i think that's that's i think she did like you said she did a really really good job she was just awful i i mean i think it's because i'm just a modern day girl i'm like don't you want your daughter to be happy like money is not everything right yeah. but back then money was obviously everything and oh, it meant class big now. i think that the that they're, and for people of that class, like you yeah. have to leave the party essentially. Like you don't get to have the same, like whoever you think your social circle is or your close friends are, it's like once you don't have money and you, like you're out. And you back then I mean? it's way cooler to be rich than it is now, right? I think it's still That's probably pretty, pretty cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> like a poor kid can still have like an iPhone or an iPad. Yeah, well, there's been this great evening right. out of people, right? And this is sort of like the. I guess it was worse. I don't know if it's cooler to be rich, but it's probably a lot worse to be even like lower class back then. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. Sort of. Yeah, the the standard of living has raised. We have a middle class now, which is that's, there was that no was the dream. That's the like American dream, right? Is that we all have a shot at like yeah. yeah. So what I said is right. Yeah. You're right. I'm with you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have a favorite scene? Of course, but we have a whole segment. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. We're gonna the gun. I'm just so scene. curious. I know. Um, Do we want to get to that? I have one other big thing that I wanted to hit talk the big about. Thing. I know I always like to talk about the themes of the movie. Let's do oh, it. Yeah. There's, and there's one major thing that I, I love. It hit me pretty early and it kept going throughout that because I, I'm a huge James Cameron fan and I kind of watched all his movies like many times. And this is the only one of his movies that's not about nukes or war. Like there's always something about like a nuke playing like a gigantic like or nuclear war or something in his movie. But somehow this movie is still kind of like about nuclear war or about what we <laughs> self, self I'm looking around the room wait for it Hold okay on. okay Let me explain. like self-destruction the idea of how we are always like the the harbingers of our own doom I get where you're going you know just yeah, T2 yeah. same idea the idea that like uh, like like we're, we're so irrational we're people harbingers well, what, well man, man, what he's getting at is man's need to sort of keep developing technology and reach for the stars yeah. is ultimately what what is going to kill us they made a boat that is indestructible in air quotes and that the hubris about how that boat was indestructible and they wanted to go faster and faster and faster. Mm -hmm. Look at our technological achievement was ultimately with their undoing. Correct. Like I, I yeah. first thing I wrote was this movie is about global warming. 
like the idea of we are you're over the boat sinking. <laughs> I love Johnny on these things. The boat sinking. And everyone is, I'll oh, give me another brandy. Oh, uh, like no one's actually worrying about it. Like, like you will not really worry about it until literally your face is hitting the water. Rich people. Am I, right? I actually think it's more about the housing crisis. The idea of, <laughs> oh this is what I wrote. This, this is, is what I wrote. Hold on. What is no, 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 no. <laughs> I wrote, we, this is my, I want to put, because we built this thing that was supposed to be unsinkable, that made life amazing for the rich, but still carried the poor along. But when it sunk, most of the rich people got away fine while the rest were killed. Is that not basically both Titanic and the housing crisis? Like but the, the housing crisis time? happened in the 2000s. I'm just saying. It, I'm just saying. James Cameron is a person who predicts. Who, who is a very kind of negative person who believes that we all that we're a self-destructive species. I get so housing going. crisis, <laughs> climate change. Titanic. Nuclear Technology <laughs> destroying. So humanity. it's not like he predicted all these no, things. He's it's just, just this happens to just, apply to he's many. He's an things. astute viewer of of I agree. Of, of human nature. Yes. That like just like just like aliens, just like Terminator, he believes that deep down we are just kind of self-destructive people, and we're just going to keep clawing at trying to get as much as we can until we kill ourselves. But wow. Leo was uh, real good in this movie, right? Leo was oh yeah, oh. his hair perfect. <laughs> just move on from all the heavy shit. <laughs> You're so deep, John. Now that you're dad. Yeah, seriously. Hey, I'm just saying. It's, it's, I, I, I I get what you're saying, and I think that I think that James I think it Cameron carries through a lot of James Cameron movies. He's probably a guy that thinks a lot about these things, and obviously, sure it, it thematically shows up in his. He's films. nuts, right? Like James Cameron is the kind of person who would absolutely, if you said this to him, he might just be like, "Yeah, I'm surprised more people didn't know," like that kind of thing. Like right. he's so weirdly in his own world. Did you know he drew all the drawings in the film? He's I the did. hand. What? He's the hand and the actual he person drew the movies. who drew it, though. So when the, all the close-ups, when he's painting or drawing like a French girl, that's James Cameron's hand. And I couldn't not stare at it this time. It actually looks like an old hand. He only really gets the thumb and the, and the part of the and the, the knuckle. And yeah. he's doing it with his wrong hand dropped. because he he's left-handed. Yeah. yeah. little tidbit there. Because he's so obsessed. What? Like, this must look, he has an, it must look exactly the way I want it to look. And so no one's going to be able to draw it the way I'm picturing it other than me. Wow. He's so control freak, but very, very talented. That's funny. It's James like, Cameron yeah. in a nutshell. It's like if you're talented, you can get away with some crazy stuff. And mm -hmm. by all accounts, he's a nut on set. James Cameron. Yeah. Um, we haven't talked a lot about Leo. We're talking about good things. Yes. Uh, but Leo is amazing in this. I've got 10 bucks in my pocket. I have nothing to offer you, and I know that. But I'm too involved now. You jump, I jump, remember? Is he your favorite character? Do you want to get the favorite character? Let's do it. I mean, he has a scene where, because obviously we're all going to root for him. It's like, you know, Lady in the Tramp. Like like you said, you know, these mm -hmm. James Cameron kind of picking up on these old tropes. Um when he gets invited to the dinner scene, when Billy Zane sort of brings him and he goes there and he's a fish out of water and Molly Brown gives him a suit, her son's suit, because it's like, you're going to be, you're basically like a lamb to slaughter here. You know, just be yourself. Look the part. And he sits down. You can tell he's intimidated. I thought it was a really well acted scene and a well constructed scene because he's, he's intimidated for a bit, right? At first mm -hmm. he's like, fuck, like, I don't know how to hang with these rich people. But then he, throughout the scene, he slowly gains his confidence and he goes, oh wait, these are just people like anybody's people. And I got nothing to lose. Like, I don't. And then you see this sort of evolution into like his confidence. You know what I mean? And then he's like, you know, there was just, I thought it was a really great scene and sort of an, another sort of example of how good he sort of acted in this film is someone that's like, he came into a very cocky, wins a, a poker game to get onto the boat, right? And then now he jumps up a class, he's in the lower deck and it's like every step of the way of Jack's journey, although we're only with him for whatever it is, 12 hours or the, the one full day, um, you actually do sort of get a real sense of who his character was. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah he's, he's probably focused. the best character. Like, I, I feel like you said you are going to have some negative stuff about Rose. I thought I thought it was kind of 1A, 1B. I thought they were both fantastic. They played uh, off. I got, some I got Rose problems stuff. with Rose. Yeah, Come on. Rose Fair annoyed hey. the fuck out of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be the, I have, the, the quote. I have, have some rose things as well, but but anyways. So Leo, okay. So who's, who's everyone's favorite character? Let's start Leo. with Chloe. Uh, okay, Leo for sure. But small character that I think deserves a little light is of course 
Kathy Bates. Yeah. Oh, Molly Brown, you said yeah. up top. Yeah. That, that's a great pick. Yeah. You could just go with Molly yeah. Brown. You can go with Molly Brown. I just think Leo was so, Leo carried the whole movie. Like he, like he's, he was unbelievable. The amount of work that he had to do and the fact that he didn't, that, that, she got nominated for Oscar and he didn't. That's why he didn't show up to the Oscars. Was egregious. He didn't get nominated. And he, no. and he, he didn't get nominated and he just didn't show up that it's year. Yeah. Like, I think his bullshit. looks worked against him because yeah. he was so attractive. It seemed like that overshadowed agree. his performance. Who but I'm the same. Yeah, Leo and uh, Kath Bates. Yeah, same boat. Yeah. Um, Pun intended. <laughs> same boat. Until it's same. <laughs> uh, do you guys, oh. um, do, do we think Billy Zane overacted or do you think he was just played the asshole to a T? Uh, I think I he think, did what he was told, and he was told to play the asshole a little bit too much. I think he is 100% yeah. on the second half of this for me. I think Billy Zane was awful. Interesting. Yeah. But awful. I think he was yeah. directed that way. Sure. Okay. However it was, he was, it was poorly written, poorly acted. It was, it was down the line. Uh, he was. It felt like a, he was a cartoon. Disney villain. Cartoon. Okay, oh, yeah. before we get to the negative, uh, what is the best scene in this film? I feel like Chloe had a best scene lined up. She was asking oh, us. Oh, I mean, missing. it's the first kiss on the, on the and front I know of the boat. how cheesy it is. I know how cheesy it is, but as I, I mean, I've watched it, rewatched it. It's something that, like, if you're on a date and you're near a boat or you're near a fence, it's something that you want to create. It's so iconic. I don't know if it's the strongest scene, but as my favorite scene, I love that first kiss when the sun is. Is, is that when she's like, "I think I'm flying"? And I was, oh yeah, I was going to ask the same Jen. question. Right. I hate that line. Yeah, it's I ridiculous. really, really <laughs> yeah. hate that line. Yeah. It's not necessary. You're not flying. You're on a boat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're wrong. You're not flying. Um, I hated that line, but just the the romanticism and the chemistry they had, and then when they finally locked lips and the fact that James waited what a week to get that sunset. Right. I really, really, really love that scene. Yeah, that's not CGI. That's a real. I that's mean, a real it's sunset. Just what every first kiss should be like. Mm -hmm. My notes say the iconic scene at the front of the boat with the kiss holds up. Oh it yeah, it's a great scene. It is a great scene. What's your favorite scene though? Well, if you'd asked fifteen-year-old Mike, it would have been the drawing scene. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly. And it still holds up. Yeah. It's like, my mom's like, Mike, why are you going to this film a seventh time? It's like I'm a history buff. Uh, yeah, I, th I think it's that that scene at the front of the boat where they finally kiss. Because we've we've sort of been watching them court all the way. You've seen them fall in love, and when they actually finally kiss, sometimes kisses don't look good in movies. It's like this look that was a good kiss. Like it I was like the first kiss. Yeah, it was like it was good. Yeah, and, and it, it really great. like you're like okay, like I feel really good in this moment, and it's it's like a payoff of sorts because you obviously are rooting for these two people that are very charismatic together uh, to to finally end up uh, with one another. I love a scene where a uh, guy starts out as a loser and then ends up the cool guy. So like what you were saying uh, at the dinner table. Tell us of the accommodations in steerage, Mr. Dawson. I hear they're quite good on this ship. The best I've seen, ma'am. Hardly any rats. Oh, that's Leo nice. came in and I love that Kathy Bates is helping him out with the silverware. I learned, I swear to God, I learned how to Start use- Start from the outside in? Yeah. Start from the outside yeah. in. That's how I learned how to use, use silverware from that movie. You're at dinners that actually have that much- oh, I was yeah. going to say, I, was like, I find that very wasteful. It's more yeah. dishes. Whoever's setting the table, that's just a lot I've of work on I've been through those things and- the, the When are you going here, to these Kathy dinners? Bates start on the outside and work away <laughs> and I'm like, perfect. Is this Mensa parties? <laughs> yeah. Right. We're not invited to? You've been to like weddings and stuff. There's- Cutlery what? weddings. What? Those weddings. Yeah, you got Buffet fancy weddings? friends. Yeah. <laughs> Greek weddings, man. Yeah. <laughs> They're nuts. Uh, no, that scene is great. And then when they go from like the bougie, stiff dinner party and then oh, they go to the dance. real party. Below decks. And, 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 and it was a good job at the real party because it's hard to pull off a party that actually looks. That fun. is my favorite scene. That's what I've written. Yeah. Below, okay. So I'm kind of with you. The then. below deck party. That's my favorite scene. I think that a lot of films whiff on that. The idea like that. That is where they go from liking each other to like we're like oh like he's like i'm seeing her for real she's seeing him for real they're really partying and and without 
a ton of talking with just sort of like just this party. Really, you see them like that. That two shots where they're spinning around, it's fucking iconic. It's amazing. It is. And it's almost the, cliche though. But now. it's so yeah, well. Now. It is almost cliche. But it's some. It's so like in a movie that has like giant spectacle. The thing that I actually remember the most is that, and she's like laughing yeah. giddily, and he's spinning her, and you're like, I'm like, oh, these like I buy them. I bought. I bought. They were in love before even that first kiss happened, and, and like th- with that scene, sold me throughout the rest of the movie. Okay, well, I got a, it. a lot of movies are afraid to show a party with people actually having fun yeah, in real time. Totally. It's always that stupid slow motion scene where they're like on Molly and the, or Montage. like how Garden State does it. Yeah. <laughs> Who brought the Molly? I'll get my man to go grab some Molly. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's a good scene. You Since know, you love that scene, did you like when she went up on her tippy toes? Yes, that was awesome. And because and how she falls down afterwards and they're all kind of like, like, I haven't done that in years. Or yeah, and they're all kind of clapping like, okay, okay. I thought that was a weird move. When I was what? a kid, I thought it was, I didn't understand it when but I was like, what's that she, like, she, like she's been forced to do ballet. I, I liked it, but I was like, that's a weird move. I yeah. You hated it, right? Yeah, I thought it, yeah. I thought it was weird because it's the most Typical girly thing you Which can is do is like look at my ballet skills mm. while I but smoke. Yeah, you think she would like guzzle cool. the beer or something? Yeah, like, like I thought real. it was. I thought it was. I d- it didn't vibe with me. All right, I thought it was real. Yeah. I felt it was her trying to show like, look, I can I can do impressive things too. And it's 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 her vulnerabilities help make her who she is. The fall <laughs> after the fact. The fall was my favorite part. That's of what that I like. Part. Yeah, the fall. Like I'm it, glad that you fell. Yeah. I was like, oh, you're a real person. But being in ballet too is a little bit of a rich girl thing yeah. to do. And for all these like, you yeah, know, so she's stunting in front of all these these uh, basement you know, dwellers. And, they, and their reactions were great. They were like, okay, like they were even that impressed. <laughs> yeah. They were like, okay, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, give he, me back my plate. I think I think Leo, <laughs> don't, don't get your own drink above deck. <laughs> I think Jack just liked that she's trying to to be a part of it. Like, look how cute of this course. is that she's trying. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was great. All right, so those are our favorite scenes, guys. Should we move on to reasons to knock it off the pedestal? What is aged badly? What was bad even then? What are its flaws? Well, you guys want to talk about Rose. Who Get into start? it. Okay, so I'll start with Rose. My, my thing with her is at times, I thought he was pitch perfect. I thought he like nailed sort of like the lovable loser, like the beggar, the guy that's not doesn't have the money. She, and this might be a directing thing again, really late. Like I felt like she was talking, and I know she's a, a British person doing an American accent, but she talked like somebody doing a bad, like Catherine Hepburn impression or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like almost like, this is what an old time actress would talk like. Like, Jack, why would you do that? How would you do that? There but was isn't ad- that how a rich girl would be taught like eloquence? How I would think and- someone would think someone would talk like that, but it didn't Maybe. feel naturalistic. To me. It felt like an affectation that was like, she was told to do, or it's something she made a choice as an actress. Mm-hmm. I just found it mildly distracting. Like it felt like, a little as, bit, maybe. Yeah, the odd I mean? word was a little bit. I found that in uh, the Jobs film, she lost her accent also. Like, yeah, it was wavered. very strange in there. Yeah, there was just times where, now, Jack. But I wasn't distracted by it. Yeah. But it, it, I, I but know what you mean a little bit. It's supposed to be an affected, like, I do think there, I do think people, like, talk like that. I, like, I feel like it's one of those, like, you take eloquence lessons when, like, you're a young sure. girl and you have to talk normal. And, like, I think that you, I think that's why Billy, I think why a lot of those people talk in that sort of strange mid-accent place. I also think if you're James Cameron and you're sort of making a movie where we have to identify who are the rich people and yeah. who are the poor, it's like lay it on thick. Good shorthand. He's yep. not subtle, you know? No, he um, is not subtle. <laughs> and I think that, I think Leo, this isn't necessarily her, like, a, a pro, I just think he, like, was so charismatic. Like, he kind of blew her off the screen. Like, Oh, my God. He seemed like he was way better than her, but acted like he was way beneath her. Yeah. And she acted like she was way better than him. Yeah. Like when she, uh, when Leo's busted for fake stealing the uh, the necklace, and then she kind of believes that Leo did steal it, and then all of a sudden the next day she just shows up and Leo's like, Rose, 
How did you find out I didn't do it? I didn't. I just realized I already knew. And that's it. There's no good line, nothing. She just says, I changed my mind. Like, no apology. I'm sorry. It's just like, oh, obviously uh, you want me because I'm the desired one. And it's kind of like, I find women on The Bachelor get like this or or The Bachelor <laughs> or, or The Bachelorette because they know like, hey, I've got five guys after me. It's up to you to win me over. So she kind of treated Leo like that. Like, hey, I've got a plan B, so you got better really woo me. And I didn't like that. I think she felt bad about not sticking up for him with the-, the I think she felt bad, but it was just like, I changed my mind. And if you watch how she said it- Well, she had reason to believe he really did still. He also had the guy's coat. You know, like he was busted with something in the coat and she doesn't know him. She's she known him for a few hours. I think she purposely didn't tell Leo, hey, if I go with you, I'm not going to be a rich girl. So he would think that. So he would want her a little bit more. <laughs> like she never broke it down. Like, hey, if I choose you, I'm actually going to be poor like you. Right. Right. The f uh, just, you wait, Chloe was going to say something. <laughs> sure, go for it. I just love how passionate you guys are about some things. No, there is. There is I thought you were with me on no, this, Chloe. That's the reason I'm doing this is for you. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, she won't be able to articulate this. You know, I'm going to sit behind her. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rose, she just, she drove me nuts. She and you have a rose. Rude. That's weird. Just as you said that, oh, yeah. you got a rose, rose right there. This is not for Rose. Oh, okay. This is not for Rose. But sorry, continue. But yes, there is a rose tattoo on me. Um, I just found her annoying. I found her really annoying. Um, I thought the way that the lines were delivered were sometimes too aggressive. Like when she's questioning Jack about whether or not she loves her fiance, like that part to me was just, it seemed way overacted. It was like, how dare you ask me if I love my fiance? You don't have any right. And she's like, well, what, what, what are you talking about? You're married. You're going to get married to him. I'm asking you a simple question. And had she cheated on him at that point yet? Like with the kiss? Is that pre-kiss? I think that's pre. Right. Okay. I think that's pre. She was just so aggressive to Jack, who's an angel. And I just didn't like how aggressive she was towards him. It really just, I think I'm just team Jack. And anytime yeah. Rose just got super fiery, even though you knew she wanted him, I was like, that's not a nice way. That's not how you're going to get the guy. No. You know, no. and then she started being nice. I just She did. And, and I think that as an actress, like she wins you over. Like eventually you're like, I also, I am now also in love with Rose. Whereas like for that first part of the movie, and this is probably by design, she's very off-putting and still kind of has a foot in that sort of like rich snobby world. Um, I, they had a funny scene or a good scene where she's like, you're not even on your part of the boat. And he's like, mm. oh, okay. So we are going to do the class thing. Like, it's like, I thought we were equals. And then when it came down to it, she kind of quickly pulled it out, but then realized, oh shit. Yeah, I guess. I see what you're saying. Cause my, I was going to say that I, saw, I, I don't have much problem, as many problems with her because I like them so much. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of find it hard to pull them apart as two different, like I like right. their, the story of their relationship so much that I don't have too many problems with her. I do have, a ton of problems with old lady Rose. I thought she was horrible. Also nominated for an Oscar. She was. I thought she was a really bad actress. I thought that I think <gasps> everyone, I think everyone really liked her because she's an old lady. And they're like, she's oh. old. Exactly. But that's not a reason. <laughs> she's really old. Like, how does she even remember her lines? She was, right? She's, so she's 80 years old and they aged her up to look like she was 100. And it seemed it because she did not seem like she was a 100 year old woman. Mm -hmm. She seemed like way too with it. She seemed like, and, and she was very kind of soap opery with her, her delivery. And, and it was, she's just, she's bothered. And every time her voiceover came in, it, it felt like very like stilted. And I thought it was a horrible performance that everyone just kind of washed over for that reason. Cause they're like, ah, she's old though. Wasn't horrible, but it definitely wasn't Oscar awful. worthy. No, and not I, Oscar worthy. And I always found it weird the way she dropped the fucking- Oh, the noise she makes? Oh. Yeah. Why would you ever drop it into the ocean? I wrote it in all caps. Why the hell did she throw it overboard? It's the biggest flaw with the movie, 
by far. It undercuts almost everything. Well, doesn't she she say like, oh, well, women's secrets are women. Like she has some line about all women having crazy secrets, which made me feel weird. We don't. No? Okay. We really don't. We may pretend we do. But you don't? No. Okay. Okay, good. But I think that was it. She's like, yeah, this is mine and I'm going to be dead soon so I can't cash this in anyway. And she just threw it in the ocean. That's a dumbass move. Why would you get rid of something like that? Maybe she has no kids and she's just like, whatever. She does. That was a grandkid with her that brought her to the brain. She had a whole family. She had a whole life. Speaking of that woman, that James Cameron left Linda Hamilton for that actress. Whoa. Yeah, so the girl- The old lady. The, <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> the heart wants what the heart wants. <laughs> Her acting is breathtaking. <laughs> she also has trouble breathing. We need an oxygen mask on set. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, anyway. The old, oh, yeah, lady, she, the old lady was flawed. I, I liked her, though. Why I you liked her? her. You I, bought the I, I thought she was really good. Chloe. I but, really didn't mind her. I'm I didn't like, mind I love her. a good little old lady. Nope. I love seeing old people do what they love. And if that woman <laughs> loves to act and she got to be in the Titanic, I don't care. If she could be the worst actress in the world. I'd still root for her. Yeah. Okay, but I thought she was actually no, but good. I, 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 I liked I liked the way she spoke. Like just the uh Inflection, the cadence of her voice, like the cadence of her voice. Year old woman. She's okay, like, if you Johnny knows, he hangs out with except one piece of magic. Like when someone's eighty or hundred, I can't really it just discern. Me. I just, I couldn't. I just, I'm, I just don't believe that. It, it just also just felt like weird storytelling to have her be the one. She had to be the one. That's it's that's necessary. The construct yeah. of the story. If, if it was just a crazy old person <laughs> telling it so slow, it would I was suck. On the <laughs> <laughs> so but I mean, I guess I get, and I and I think actually because obviously I'm watching it. I'm watching the movie knowing. how how it ends knowing I I hate that she threw the necklace in so maybe that colors it as well that it makes me just like despise her because I'm like this woman was just holding on to millions and millions of dollars that she could have used in any number of ways if she didn't want to cash it in for her family she could have given it to but maybe well, she thinks the struggle is part of life you know because she chose to abandon that rich life a charity of like well, she is not a good person for hoarding millions and millions of dollars and then throwing it in the garbage like, but it's basically what she did leaving Billy Zane too guess but uh, just because of that it made her this so she was lying about something and it meant well if she's lying about that what else is she lying about <laughs> oh, you questioned her, her every move i just despise this See, i kind of I liked her at the beginning where she starts telling the story she gets interrupted by the guy and then she's like well do you want to hear this story or not and she like delivered a little bit of sass right from the get-go and i was like oh like well, yeah, because she was like, well, it was 84 years ago. And he's like, come on. She's like, let me finish. It was 84 years ago, and I remember every word. And then <laughs> she told it. I thought that was a cool line. This was a weird sort of technical thing, but like, well, okay, two things. Would you ever, so they pulled the safe out at the start of the movie, and they got the cigars. They're like, yeah, we got the, the diamond. But they're celebrating before they even open the fucking safe, as if they know that, like. Such a stupid move. You know, everyone knows yeah, not to. That, that is, so that's one. Yeah. Two. They have these these drawings, and he goes on a broadcast, and this is how the old woman sees it. I wrote at some that point. down. Oh what my channel god, that would, bothered where, me. Where is this broadcast? What like, channel he's in would the middle, that be on? He's yeah. in the middle of the ocean in international <laughs> waters. What is she like? She's in Florida. I don't know where the hell she lives. But they they're watching the Titanic channel. Like what? That's like, a she piece would, of magic. Too she far. would have to be at the right place at the right time. Like in no one part of the world. Her. Like where's this broadcast? Like yeah. is it a Nas- is it a CNN? Like, I know. I agree. You gotta believe. You gotta. Be okay with some movie magic, but it stuck out to me like. And I was wondering, can you just flash boobs like that on the screen, like the drawing of the boobs? Yeah, they should have blurred the nipples. I thought that was on bold. the news broadcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm not did saying you shouldn't be able to do that. Nipples or the free the nipple? Maybe I know that's what nipples. seems so false about and it. Drawn. Yeah. Okay, but the, also with the safe scene, they open it. Everything's disintegrating. All the papers are brown. You can't tell what's on them. And then this drawing is just perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Like yep. what? Why? What? How? How? What? Yeah, was there some How is that the of only piece of paper that's clean? Restorative process or something? But it was sludge. It literally All it was, was, like was water. They seemed to just be spraying it with water. They didn't really have any restorative. Exactly. Uh, but there's, and it's sort of, uh, my, my problems with Rose, are, I, I think even your problems with Rose kind of come down to an identical problem that I had with Terminator 2, which is James Cameron, the writer, is not as good as James Cameron, the director. And James Cameron, the way he writes dialogue, the way, and it feels like constantly it's actors trying to survive his writing and someone like Leo nails it. Like he finds the character. And so no matter what he says feels real. And then there's other people where you're, it just feels like this is not how people talk. Like it's just Wait, not Which part? Talk. I thought he did a pretty good job. Which James lines? Cameron, yeah. Which I don't know lines in particular, but I mean, just the soap opera-y kind of the way they all talk to each other in this kind of very stilted, weird kind of way where you think the affectations are what makes it sound weird. But I do wonder if it's the right, it just feel like a soap opera. It feels like it's sometimes like dipped into a $250 million soap opera, the way it was, the way it was written. And, and, and it was, I don't know, it's just, and, and then it turned into when you asked about how come like Billy Zane, was it the writing or was it him? I do feel it's both. Yeah. The direction, not the, I thought, I thought, sure. I thought, I think I thought, it's all yeah, I thought the right, you know, also the, another kind of nice part is remember when, when they're bonding and he's teaching how to spit and then it pays off later in the that movie. Was, oh, yeah, yeah. That, was, just, that was amazing. She has yeah. to spit in Billy Zane's face. I love when she spit in his face. I was like, that was, that's a nice little uh, plant that seed, you know? Yeah. I hope that was a real spit. It must it was, have been, right? it, was, it, it was lube. What? She, t- she had to do that take so many times that she eventually had to put lube in her mouth. Mm. Yeah. Man. It's legit. Did you have, like, the uh, behind-the-scenes documentary? I've, I, that, there was a behind-the-scenes documentary on that double tape. <laughs> Dang, dude. Um... Yeah, okay. What else did we not like, guys? Well, okay. Can I say, can I say Billy Zane? Oh, yeah, talk about Billy Zane. You've been waiting for this. Well, just, what were you going to say? I don't want to cut you off. Let's talk about the door. Ah, see, I had no problem with the door. It's a historic door breaking problem. Breaking that door down? No. The, when at the very end, she's floating on the door. Promise me now, Rose. And never let go of that promise. I promise. Oh. And then Jack, who has amazing, incredible survival instincts, has come from nothing, you know, went to Paris, is doing his thing, getting paid, wins a bet, goes on the Titanic, wins over the rich girl, and then just stops trying to survive at the end. Well, I think he was like, if if we share the door, like, because Mythbusters did a thing where the door actually couldn't, <laughs> saw that. couldn't withstand both of their weights, right? But you could just spend half the time, one person on the door, switch. But I think still both people would die of, hypothermia and it would just he was like a chivalrous dude he wanted yeah he wanted her to survive so so badly that it that he put her life above his which i thought was beautiful but i wanted him to survive of I wanted course him to everyone because you hated rose babies. with a passion imagine if they're the alternate ending though was that you know what if she's like no you take the door and he goes okay, okay yeah <laughs> and he rolls her off and he gets on and then it's him on yeah. the surfing <laughs> like, like, just starts <laughs> music and the end pops he surfs back to land <laughs> That'd be awesome. I know. Um, That's a mute point. Okay. I just wish Jack would have survived. You know what? I, but I think I will, everyone did. I will yeah. buy, like, there's a reason there was a Mythbusters. Like, was there enough space for both of them? Jack was pretty skinny dude, you know? It's like, he probably could have snuggled up there. He could have, but the weight would have sunk it down, putting too much water, and then he would have froze to death. I did think that it was already cold Jack as it was. sank like a rock, even though he's a dead body. That was weird. <laughs> that was weird. That was clearly a cinematic choice, yeah. where it's like everybody else is floating. We can see them floating. See them floating. Why are you, like, very cinematic? Well, maybe like when rock. you instantly die, you like, all the air's out of you, and then when you get all no. bloated, you come back. I don't know. No, no way. They got to make us out with the corpse. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it was, it was a good PSA. Everyone needs a life jacket. Right? Yeah. Jack was not wearing a life jacket. Point. Oh, I don't know if that would have changed that's anything. That's why they were floating, maybe. Oh, maybe that's yeah. why everybody was floating. Yes. And he sunk. Yes. 
Okay, Billy. Billy Smith Buster. You know what? Got You're right. Maybe that is it. Yeah, there you go. Was he wearing like heavy shoes? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just he sank so fast. Bit. It was jarring. And then he got all Okay, so Billy Zane, you said it exactly what I said. He seemed like a Disney cartoon villain. Yeah. That was like, he was so over the top. He was just like the worst human being, like in the like every single every time he could make a choice, he would go as big as possible, as broad as possible. Like he was like flipping tables and yelling things. Like he's like chasing them around with the gun, which I was that was a wild. It was he had so a place on weird. The boat. He could have got on the boat, and he was so. But I mean, maybe it speaks to his narcissism. Yeah, that was actually the most chivalrous he, thing he did in the entire movie. He was, was like, just, "I love her too much. I got to kill this." No, guy. he didn't love her. He hated losing. He couldn't stand the thought that he lost to a a poor loser, you know? Like, that's what killed. It's never about her. It's always about status and, like, what you can get. Um, He kidnaps a little girl so he can get on the boat. Like, he's, like, he's reprehensible, a monster. And it just feels like he's so bad. It's it's almost like, like, I can't even dislike this guy because it's, like, it's so comical. How many people are going to sink? Not the better half. Yeah. All right, you're laying it on pretty thick there. Laying it on way too thick, exactly. (laughs) He's just a monster. Uh, I, I thought... It would be better if he was like a closeted gay guy and a lot of all this like <laughs> anger and stuff sort of like were stemming from would that. Would that have actually been better or is that just a funny theory? <laughs> I needed something to, I need some nuance to his character that's not just, I just, I like money and everything that's not, everything I own is mine. Like, because mm-hmm. I was like, otherwise he's just not a real human being. It was just, it was, it was awful. His mm. character was just, it was one level. Yeah. One level. It was one level and it was boring and it got old. Really Playing fast. against someone like Leo who was on like 50. Yeah. And it undercut their story a bit because it's sort of like, it's almost like the- Well, you the, know why she's marrying him. Like, of course. Like, but wouldn't it be a m- more interesting if her fiance also wasn't like the fucking dirt worst person yeah, in the world? Yeah, I agree. That'd be, uh, that'd be awesome. Right? Yeah, kind of like the notebook scenario. If she had to add the notebook, perfect yeah. example. James Marsden character. If she had to actually yeah. have some kind of a choice beyond the greatest monster ever versus yeah. the Because bad people Leo. are real people. Yeah, I think yeah. this movie definitely could have used another 20 minutes to develop his character. <laughs> or just his- <laughs> I, it just, been just a little love story <laughs> with him and another man. He actually did, but he- <laughs> he had to cut it. Like what uh, if he anyway. kissed his uh, his right hand man guy, the Spicer guy, David Warner. Well, I'm yeah, a David Warner fan. Star Trek, Star Trek guy. <laughs> but, but that that guy kind of like I I liked him. I believe that he was he a was good right hand man. But when uh, the, he's chasing Jack and Rose, they're way too gleeful. Like this guy's a bad dude, and he's might kill Jack. And they're just like ha, 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 isn't this around fun? this corner, around this. Who can't find me? And they're like looking around, like peekaboo. Like, uh, that guy's going to fucking kill Jack. Where did I write this? Maybe I don't have it written down, but I said when they're running in slow motion through the boiler room, I'm like Shane must be laughing right now, a hundred percent. Yeah, I, it made it made me angry because Jack didn't know the mortal danger he was in. Yeah, because he's kind of like, okay, I'm going to see how Rose reacts to this. And he's like, she thinks it's fun. I'm going to go along with it because she knows how bad of a dude this is. I enjoy picking the things that I find. I think you'll find ridiculously stupid in movie for, for sure. Though, as I'm watching that scene, I was getting What's joy. What's the from- criteria? That uh, the where it's so hack, it's it's like I can't believe this actually made it into the movie. Well, how many times uh, did anyone count? How many times Jack said the word Rose in this movie? Rose, 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 and I'm very bad at, uh, after a movie, I'll, I never know the characters' names. You, d- you do not forget Rose's name in this film. Probably over 200 times. Yeah. yeah w- watch it with that in mind. No, thank you. Yeah. 
<laughs> or a drinking game. Like, imagine you have Ooh, to do a shot every time. No, no, back in. He says back in. Tequila. <laughs> and is it weird that it bothered me that, okay, like, um, I was really wondering if her boobs were CGI'd when, they, uh, when he was drawing her. Because she stayed pretty still, and they looked kind of weird. No. And, yeah, I looked it up that you were okay. right. That they were real. <laughs> but then that Just she, search history on your computer. But then in movies, like, I understand in movies when they do movie sex, they kind of cover everybody up just because, like, or, or a woman will wear a bra for a scene, and you just accept it. Oh, this is a PG film. But they've already showed her boobs once. Why is she covering up for the sex scene? I thought that was odd. Well, it was it was it was post coitus. Like it was, we didn't really oh, see. You no, you did. Come, you saw some pumps. We seen nipple once. Why not? Oh yeah. What did we see? We saw. What are we like, being shy about? They were now? cuddling. It's there, because they were cuddling. No, no. Was, uh, there was a there part where they humps. actually showed a couple humps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. I think I may have tried to block <laughs> yeah. my nine-year-old memory. <laughs> when that scene comes That's on, why you that just... was awkward as a kid. Yeah. I don't um, know. Well, you know what? Maybe he was trying to do something where it's like the first instance where he's drawing her. Is not pornographic. Exactly. It's a naked body. There isn't, there's no sexual connotation. And it's like a naked body is a naked body. The other one was sexual and almost to show nudity would almost sort of like. Be gratuitous. Yeah, exactly. I, I get that. And I wasn't like rooting for boobs and some like horny, I'm in the bathtub. My yeah, wife's Shay, just because we have Chloe here, you're going to act like that. I've heard the podcast. Um, <laughs> I know what you guys are um, I also thought the ending was like, I liked kind of throwing the, the necklace in. I guess that's a polarizing view, like her throwing the necklace in. But then the flashback of her just having this like fantasy of walking in with Leo and everyone's like, like, like everyone's there in like this uh-huh. weird dream world. It's, also, it's like, I'm so glad you're disclosure, together. disclosure, that was a scene that made me ball all the time when I was younger. Really? Because because she really? was because she was That's reunited. Because the what? idea is that it's like everyone that died on that Titanic. You guys obviously know what the scene is. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone that died on the Titanic is stuck down there, right? Like they don't get to really move on. Like their ghosts don't continue on to another place. This is where their their souls rest at the bottom of the ocean. And for her to die on the Bill Paxton ship in current day, she goes back to her happiest time and the love of her life. And they're all waiting there at the age they were when they died. And so like for me as, you know, whatever I was, 16 or something, it was like this, uh, I just felt like it was super poetic. I mean, I can tell what I think about it now. And I was surprised that it didn't hit me. But I remember when I was younger, that scene always used to like really get me. It's like she's in heaven now with all these people. I just thought it was a really narcissistic scene. Like all these people come back and they live and they just want to see you. No, it's like they've been waiting down there. You know, it's like you finally come back to join us. You know, I just think it's strange that at the end of this 100 year old woman's life, she's lived a whole life. She's gotten married. She's had kids. She's had like a whole thing. And the. And when the moment she dies, it's this guy she fucked on a boat 80 years ago. Well, that gets like, it's to like, weird. but unrequited <laughs> love, unrequited shit. You like, oh, it could have been amazing the whole time. You never think, oh, me and Leo are going to get into fights. Do you wonder if the story, because it's the old lady telling this story, if this is actually her really, really amping up. The, You're like, like the unreliable narrator thing. You know, I'm, uh, I more like the idea of uh, like when you have like a burger and you're like, this is the greatest burger I've ever had. And you will tell the story for like, for like 10, 15 years. And if you go back and eat boring that person to hang out with ever, <laughs> but it's John's always just talking about this burger. <laughs> you know what I mean? The idea like, does, does her memory of this torrid love affair, like, was it like if you, if we actually saw what really, really went down between her and this, and this guy on, on that boat, was it really as romantic as that? Or did she kind of, you know, being a guy in a car and then the, the boat went down. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way she viewed it. Yeah, I mean, this is always, there's always this question too when people like, uh, like the idea if there is a heaven or whatever and who you see when you get there. It's like if you're someone who's, you know, in a first marriage and then you're widowed, it's like, do you, do you go in and hang out with your second husband or wife or do you go in and hang out with, it's like it mm-hmm. raises bigger existential questions about 
what we would do if there was some sort of afterlife. You got to hang with the husband you were with the longest. But I think you think about the husband who you could have had the best life with. Sure. Right? That's just life. How many husbands yeah. are we talking about here? I don't know. Well, I think, yeah, she, I think in question. her life, she probably had the, yeah. oh, this is my true love. And yeah. then I have the, like, loyal guy who's maybe not as hot as Leo, but he's a really good worker. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe <laughs> he's a good father. A, yeah. Maybe it wasn't heaven he's and it was the case the garbage out. You can be See, I liked, I liked that last scene. I'm I liked you, it. Really? I thought it was beautiful, but I think it also is, I just love when, when Leo looks back. And sees Kate and kind of does that double take. Mm-hmm. I just wish, I love that. Yeah, I just wish everyone wasn't there clapping and stuff. Like I wish maybe yeah. the maybe they can still be there and they're doing their own thing and then they're just. <laughs> Is there. it because you recently watched Big Fish and they had a similar ending and Big Fish did it better? Maybe. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I think, similar. I think to James Cameron's credit, he knew what he was doing with that that scene. Like Chloe, you really like that scene, right? It. That scene speaks to you. Um, Makes me cry. I, and I think that's what he's going for. Well, Case in point, it didn't ruin the movie and you guys loved it. So it was obviously a good move. Like for me, I don't think that was a make or break part. Yeah, it's not. I don't put that in the bad, the bad pile. Mm-hmm. Guys, any more flaws? Anything else we don't like before we render a verdict? Chloe, what else didn't you like? No, no, it's Rose, Cal, the door. But that's just because I want Jackson. What about, I was talking about Cal. You didn't really say like, what about Cal? I just, it was, it was aggressive. I just felt his acting was aggressive. And the fact that his character was so one dimensional. Sorry, who's like, Cal he, again? Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Yeah. Okay, the, right. The mean husband. Yeah, he was just, he was arrogant. He was the rich guy. He didn't care about anyone but himself. Like, it's all very one note. Yep. Like, there was even, and I don't always hate the bad guys, but him, there was nothing to grasp onto. So you will honor me. <laughs> you will honor me the way a wife is required to honor a husband. Because I will not be made out of fool, Rose. Is this in any way unclear? No. Good. He was selfish. Nothing to grab, nothing to, like, I can't hate you because you're not even, like, a real person. Well, this seems no. to be, a, yeah, like a, like you said, like a, a real person. It's yeah. just like, oh, you're just a, a movie construct. Well, the mom had one, really one major scene, and I, I grabbed onto her what she was doing. Like, so like that, that w- that's all I needed to know. Some nice work in the boat, too. She was just pretty catatonic, staring off into, like, it's like, oh, oh that was great. Everything's yeah. gone yeah, for me now. The mom was very She under- never, she didn't blink very no, much. No, it's like, I've lost my daughter. I've lost my money. I've lost everything. Mm-hmm. And here's, you know what they never actually addressed is so the mom would have been saved. We never know if Rose, did Rose never speak to her mother again? She clearly didn't connect with her know. on the boat. Like She changed her name. She 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 entered 1920, or the year it was, uh, New York, like completely penniless. It was, yeah. Penniless, yeah. but with this really expensive necklace. The, 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 the reality. Great point. <clears throat> like, she doesn't care about money. She likes to struggle. But the reality of being no. a, right? a homeless person in New York in that time was, would have been like horrifying. Like what is, what Especially is. Especially as a woman. Year, what is year two Imagine look that's like? That's the sequel. What is year four look like? Like Rose in New York. Yeah. It's, a, it's all romantic to be like, I'm going to shed my old life. Well, this gets to like to the heart of any romantic movie or like, like, um, any love story is it's like all you ever see is the lead up until they get together. It's like mm-hmm. no movie takes place like three months later when it's like stop farting in front of me or you're an asshole. Well, some movie will start there, right? Like, like yeah, into the woods. And then end good. Yeah. 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 Like we don't know what Jack and Rose would have been like in the real world. She might've been no. like, like you're going to draw another nude woman. Like, <laughs> like I the, thought we were hanging out this tonight. This is my job. <laughs> this is my job. This is how I get paid Rose. <laughs> I don't see you working right now, Rose. He just keeps saying it's actually a good Leo impression. I like Rose. It. Rose. Yeah. Oh, and I thought she was a little cocky in the scene where she's getting uh, painted too. She's like, "Ooh, you're blushing." And he wasn't blushing. No, he, didn't come back he wasn't. He's just like, "Oh yeah, you know." Yeah. I see a lot of boobs. Yeah. yeah. That part made me mad, but that's my last thing. 
What All did right. you guys think about the I'm the king of the world moment? Loved it. I yeah. actually loved it. I mean, well, it's in that run for us run category yeah. where it's so overdone. But that being said, I still liked it. I went into the movie not sure if I was going to like that moment because it's just been parodied so many times. It happened and I was like, this is why Leo is so good. Because yeah. he sells that line, which is a really cheesy line when you look at it on Absolutely. paper. And he sells it and he's just laughing and screaming after. And I, I fully loved it. Like I'm flying sucks. As, as like, And it's delivered horribly. I think she was shaky. I know that's a hot mm-hmm. take, but as an actress, I think for the first half of the film, she's shaky. I I, I was fine. I guess I didn't see it. I, I, I thought she that's was That's my great. hot take. Come at Huge me, hot internet. Take. <laughs> Don't at me. Uh, <laughs> Shall we do this? Well, yeah. I, I mean, let's- Is this it? Is this the moment? Verdict? Is that yeah, it? Yeah. Okay. Shall, who should start? Do we, do we make Chloe start? No, Shotgun, with Chloe. Shotgun, no, I need to Best see what the last. vibe is. Okay, okay, okay. So, so I will, I'll start this. Uh, like I said, I love this movie when I was younger. Uh, we bought the VHS when it came out, my brother and I, and we watched it a lot with the mom. And um, I hadn't watched it in 10 years, so it was a very interesting thing to go into it and watch it with fresh eyes in 2019. Um, there were so many iconic lines. With a movie like this, it's difficult because you go... Am I responding to this because it's speaking to my nostalgia? Like, iceberg, right ahead. All of these moments, you know, like when the guy in the boat threatens to throw Molly off. So she's like, all oh, those people are in the water. And he's like, there's going to be one more if you don't shut your pie hole or whatever. Yeah, those guys like, were great. The guys who worked on the <laughs> boat. He said something like Did that. He? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like uh, pie hole. <laughs> um, anyway, there's so many iconic moments that I'm like, am I liking these? Because they remind me of being young and this movie meant something when we were younger or they hold up now. And I would say... Uh, in the sense that I was being objective as I possibly could be, I thought this movie 100% held up. I think it's an epic of all epics. I think it should like go up there with movies like Gone with the Wind and Casablanca and Giant and all of these sort of classics of film, even though it came many, many years later. If someone was like a film student, they were like, what's a great all-time sort of love story? I would say, watch the movie Titanic. That is like epic filmmaking, I think, at its finest. So for me, it stays on the pedestal. I'll go. Do you want to go? This is a this is a thing. That was a great moment. So yeah. I, I feel like there's Sh- Shane. You've said in a lot of other things, that, like the George Harrison comparison of like trying to be too cool for school. And I feel like there's there's a part of me that wants to be too cool for school to like kind of like say it's kind of schmaltzy soap opera stuff. But I mean, it's a, this movie is incredible. Like this movie is it's and it's not just an incredible movie. It's kind of like two incredible movies. It really is like one unbelievably epic love story. And then another, like, legitimately amazing action movie. Like, like when he gets into the second half and it's like, that's like Terminator Aliens, James Cameron. And there's people dying gruesomely left, right, and center. And, and it's thrilling. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's actually the guy who shoots himself in the head. Like, there's some giant, crazy moments within a movie that ostensibly I think of as, like, a love story, even though there's, like, carnage that happens. It, it's nuts. It's these two incredible stories sandwiched to get movies kind of sandwiched together to make one like yeah i, I agree you you kind of have to see this movie and to and to to discount it would be just a huge mistake so on the pedestal yeah i wonder if he did miss, I wonder no if one <laughs> is taking this movie off the pedestal i don't want to put words in chloe's mouth dun, but. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> chloe. oh, this, this creates some tension i like it all right, Shaney, go. so yeah you, you guys said it best i won't belabor it too much but this is better than most modern movies it it doesn't even have a nostalgic quality. It's not like watching Mallrats and being like, oh man, remember filmmaking used to be like this, simpler yeah. time. This is better technologically speaking than most films today. They just put in the time and the effort to make it great. And it not only holds up, it just, it seems almost ahead of its time, even though this was what, over 20 years ago. So yeah. I'm a little shocked. I thought you were going to hate this movie. Like it wasn't watch. I was 
You and me both. Yeah. It's amazing though. It's amazing. <laughs> it's on the pedestal unless I think maybe Chloe's vote is worth I'm excited to hear this now. No, wow, no, I'm just kidding. Oh. I'm just kidding. Okay. That was that was for the drama. Oh, you got me. Plus I love going dun dun dun. <laughs> no, that was funny. Just got you tricks me. No, I think I think this movie definitely stays on the pedestal. I mean, it's beautiful. It's beautifully shot. Most of the characters are unbelievable. Leo at such a young age absolutely kills it from kills it. the first scene to the very last. I mean, anytime you're in the water and you're with someone, you just want to say, I'll never let go. There's so many great scenes, so many iconic lines. Um, I even talk really about enjoyed. where he goes, you're so stupid, Rose, you're so stupid, Rose. That's like my favorite line in the whole movie. And, and like yelling, you're so stupid, lovingly at someone is like that that's what makes me tear up that's yeah no that that hit me yeah that's yeah, good yeah, yeah. yeah it's got all the feels it's got uh-huh. all the action i mean i really 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 enjoyed watching it again and i'm glad that my mom wasn't next to me so i didn't get all awkward <laughs> during the sex scene also sex in a car is not always like in the movies everybody Whoa. no a little more awkward no, what is it awkward. like john's still waiting to have sex so this is uh this is uh, any information you can give us would be funny it's off <laughs> return the rental <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, all right. So unanimous, unanimous. I also just remembered another scene as you guys were talking about great scenes, like you're so stupid, Rose. Uh, there's a part where everybody sort of accepts the inevitability that they're going to die. And it's a musical montage. And we see at one point, there's a couple, an old couple laying in a bed as the water comes up and we're seeing children. Like that scene was amazing. And I might even put that over the kiss. It's not just amazing. It's also like chilling because- What you're talking, what they're, what's going to happen? They're not just going to like water come over them and they just die quickly. It's going to be like horrific what happens to them. So it's both like. Yeah, that fucked with my It fucked head. with me too. It and did. it's a reprieve. I wrote that down. It's a reprieve in the action. So what happens is you go, oh, I'm watching like, this is like a Sylvester Stallone movie. Like I'm watching an action film and then take a break. And mm-hmm. then they go, oh fuck, this actually happened. Like this boat sunk and yep. thousands of people died. And it was innocent people and it was old people. And it was like, Oh, and the kids really affected me. Being a dad, having the kids. I know, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was interesting to see, like they all knew Mm -hmm. they were going to die. Some people were frantic and very anxious about it. And then you had the juxtaposition with the old couple, like you said, just lying in bed, one more snuggle, and then the mom with her two kids. Oh, and the kids don't know they're going to die. They think they're going to dreamland. And wild that it was like, literally like, an hour and a half before that moment, they were just on a cruise line and having fun. Like there was no, there was no worry about anything. And literally 90 minutes yeah. later, my child, my child is going to drown. Like it's like, it's, it's, it fucks with my head. It really oh, yeah. does. It does a good job of, you never think you're in mortal danger until you are. And like, well, you warming. know, like, it's like, <laughs> it's, it is like that. I, I, as much as we're, we laughed at you. I thought that was a good, uh, good point. Thanks. Well, if I was life. those old people, I, I would have gone to the edge instead of suffering this horrible drowning death. It did work in the film, but I just would have went alley-oop and we both would have jumped over the edge Into the and water? died in the cold water. I'd rather drown in that cold water like quickly and like maybe hit my head off something. Then just lay in the well, bed. Well, the guy who drown. shot himself, that's how I feel. The guy who shot That was a smart move. To me, I, th- I thought it was a smart move too. Yeah. Because drowning in the But ocean, shooting the other people before was, was kind of self That was a weird choice as a filmmaker. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, uh, the band playing. That was another one. We have Loved to give it. a huge shout out to them. To the band. Loved it. Yeah. Loved when it. When I was younger, that was like, that Beautiful. scene used to choke me up a lot. Uh, is it like, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure playing with you. And then they decide, like, and then he starts playing and then the three of them come back. I still get chills. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're giving me goosebumps. I'm saying that I wrote down, like, instead of scrambling like rats, they have dignity and grace and finish their lives doing the one thing they know and love. Like, it, it that really mm-hmm. got me. Yeah. 
for sure. That's a good life lesson. Go out doing what you love. Yeah, man. Well, I liked when uh, he was like, let's let's go. Uh, no one's listening to us. He's like, no one listens to us at dinner either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah great line, yeah. great line. Yeah, anyone that's been a musician that's played any kind of gig knows the, the, the of pain course. of that. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, guys, this has been amazing. Uh, this is the season finale of season two. Yeah. Chloe, thanks for joining us. Thanks. You're amazing. Hi. I'm glad. Uh, thank you for sitting through three hours of a film as, as your homework and like three hours of our podcast. That was probably the most difficult. <laughs> but, uh, the next time I watch a movie, I'm going to do it in the bathtub. I love Shane. It's a good move. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to learn that uh, foot faucet technique. No, I think I'm just going to sit up and turn it with my hand. But my. <laughs> <laughs> what if it gets too hot? I don't want to risk it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, I guess we're going to close the book on that one. <laughs> that was the most I normally have a much bigger book. Well, now we're going to slam the book down on that one. Wow. See, that yeah, was that good. good. That was good. Yeah, that worked. All right. 